Come on in, guys. Matt Hambage and Jared Sundin back for Talking Llama, recapping episode two of Survivor 41. And Jared, we were just talking a little bit briefly before we started recording here. Neither of us were a big fan of this week's episode. We didn't get into reasoning, so we'll discover that along the way. But uh, any broad thoughts before we get into the recap here? Uh, no, I'm, I'm going to let you lead. And just see where things take us. Yeah. See where the blows. Okay. Um, first, one thing I was looking for that we didn't get, no clarification on Jeannie's vote for Ricard from last tribal, which I was, we talked about this last week, that was there some sort of boneheaded strategy behind it, or was she just that far out of the loop? Um, but nothing even referenced on that. So I was a little disappointed there. Um so we'll just pick up, uh, start with the Uwa tribe. We've got Tony 2.0, apparently, in terms of spy shacks here. Brad, uh, our very lovable Wyoming rancher, he's a little concerned about JD. Thought he was a little all over the place, a little unpredictable at tribal. And to be fair, you do want the people you're playing with to be predictable. Even if they're against you, if they're predictable, you know what they're going to do. Um, so he saw JD is not that, which is a fair, again, fair concern. Um, so then he he's watching and JD and Ricard go off to the well together as people do. And Brad decides to sprint down the beach to beat them there to, to spy on them. Allah, our, our survivor King, Tony Vlachos. And to his credit, it actually, it actually kind of worked out pretty well. Now he maybe didn't handle it the best in terms of who he revealed things to after the fact. But in the moment, it actually seemed to do okay. Well, I was surprised that he succeeded in beating them there. That was that was really my main takeaway from it, is this guy's fast. See, the one thing I've never really thought about is, obviously the water well is far enough away where you can go there and feel comfortable talking, because that's what you do. And I'm sure that's why it's placed where it's placed, so people can have conversations away from camp. But it can't be that far just to keep people so it's not like a, a huge half-day trek just to get there and back or anything. Yeah. And so to have him sprint down there, I mean, he probably had a, a straight shot, but he's sprinting on sand. Yeah, I mean, even more impressive. This and, guy, he, yeah, strong showing to start the episode off for Brad. Well, maybe physically strong showing. He's a little... Well, you want to be physically strong at first. Little hot like super high energy. I was a little surprised <laughs> by that. He, if he sticks around, man, he could be a huge character. Well, yeah. The other thing is that like, we, we didn't really see this side of him. The first episode, it was more kind of like a little confused at how to play the game. And then it just like starts us off with him going full blast, like all out, I don't even I don't even know what to call it. Just just full energy bread. Yeah, he seemed to jump up a level of game comprehension, at least from what we saw last week um, versus this week. And because clearly people going to the well together is no new thing. But for him to kind of recognize it right away, even that shows a little more um, game awareness than it maybe would have expected off of last week showing. Yeah, that was, I guess, one of those jumps, though, that was a little confusing where, you know, we we see this guy last week who people are making fun of for just being an idiot. And then this week, all of a sudden, he's like wanting to make sure that he's hearing all these important conversations. And then we have Jeannie like casting just some seemingly random vote last week. And then this week it's like, uh, OK, we're like, so that's over. So it's kind of like. Yeah, disjointed a little bit. 
it's one of the things that makes three tribes a little difficult is that some of that smaller those smaller stories almost have to get pushed to the side a little bit but you've got to cover the the big action and the the main events if you will um or or maybe there really was nothing to it maybe she was just out of the loop just voted for who she thought was being voted for and ricard although based on how ricard reacted to so we'll just jump ahead to that um so when Brad gets back to the beach, he tells Shan about what he what he heard, which was basically that um, he thinks JD has an idol just because of how calm he is or was after how frantic was the tribal, um, which is kind of a fair jump, but kind of a, a, like a step too far. I would think maybe I don't know where you stand on this. I'm not having an idol, but maybe. Maybe his relationships are stronger with others than his actions at tribal would have implied. Yeah, maybe it's just kind of early season jitters for them where, you know, everyone gets there and they're still feeling the game out where, you know, oh, what are the things we have to worry about? Well, first off, like hidden immunity idols. So maybe that's just where they're. I guess that's where Ricard's brain jumped. I'm not sure. Um, yeah. Yeah. But anyway, then then so Shan in the water tells Ricard about Brad. And then Ricard's immediate reaction, he wants to get Brad out, which kind of makes sense. But again, it's, you know, it's, you don't have much to work on. Work yeah, maybe with. more just deflecting attention to someone else too. Yeah. But when Ricard reacted that way, it just adds more confusion to why we didn't see anything about Jeannie's vote. Because if Ricard's seen his vote, I'm, or his name come up on a vote, he's going to react to that in some way. If, if all this, if this is all it took to get this kind of reaction, he had to have done or said something after tribal council. And I would have liked to see that. Yeah, maybe. I mean, maybe it turned out to be nothing where Jeannie was just confused on who to vote for and they didn't want to show us that conversation. I don't know. Yeah, probably lost cause, but never know. Um, and tweet at Jeff. We'll we'll get to the bottom of this. <laughs> uh, he won't see it though. He already told us that. Oh yeah. Okay. Uh, so going on to Luvu, we'll save Yase for the end. That was where they did it, and that's where all the exciting stuff happens before the challenge. Um, back at Luvu, again, not much happens. You know, Deshaun's working on the fire, can't get it going. Nasir jumps in, claims he doesn't need a flint to make fire. But he doesn't necessarily want to showcase that smart decision. And he gets it going um, pretty easily. The big takeaway here, um, which then Sydney echoes later, is that Nasir has kind of proven himself indispensable to the tribe. That it maybe started out as, as again, as Sydney um, alluded to, let's learn what we can from him and then vote him out. And then it's kind of shifted to the other side of, well, if this season's going to be as hard as it is, maybe he should stick around. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think both are maybe not good in his case, though. Uh, like, mm. yeah, sure, it's good to stick around for a little bit if your tribe thinks they need you. But really, in the end, that's just going to make people not want to sit next to you even more. Yeah, he's he's got an uphill battle to win the game, but I think his I think he's got some legs, and he he I. He should stick around for a while, and that's Lubu just goes on a massive losing streak, or he gets swap screwed coming up here if if they do swap even. But you know, I think he his type of gameplay and his knowledge is kind of seeming to fit well with this new era, quote unquote, of Survivor. Kind of, kind of wish Ozzy was on this season; he'd be thriving right now. Yeah, well, you know, Nasir has at least four episodes left if uh, Yase keeps going the way that they're going. This is true. This is true. And so then we'll move right on to Yase. Um, first, so Tiffany is really struggling with no food after four days. How how does food work this season? Obviously, they don't get a food staple, and we're just speculating here. But, I mean, they can't legally starve these people, can they? Or I haven't seen they? the contract. I haven't, I haven't seen, the seen the contract. Yeah. Who knows what they signed away? But I mean, there hasn't even been a reward for food. 
Like, it's not even like, hey, here's a bag of rice for the night. There's been nothing. Yeah. Did someone get fishing gear? That was at the reward for th- tonight's challenge. Okay. So, yeah, that's, uh, I mean, one tribe gets fish and that's it. You, you're asking some good questions. Well, because it's, it's even funnier because I remember, um, I can't remember. I think it, it was on a different podcast. It, I think it was the News AF podcast that Rob Sestrino does with Tyson and one of their other, other buddies. I think it was that. Anyway, it doesn't matter. And Tyson was talking about how on Survivor, he would always eat kind of more than his fair share, like with the coconuts, because he knew that the show wasn't going to starve the cast. That if they ran out of food, they might lose something in exchange, but they'd find a way to get them more food. <laughs> okay. Which is smart which, move, which is incredibly smart. I'm pretty sure it's the that was for Blood versus Water when he won. Um, so he was really on, on, on his shit that, that season. But it kind of harkens back to this. Like, what I, I just don't know how they have to eat at some point. They have to eat. And you can't rely on them finding a coconut or catching fish. Like it's not a it's not a guaranteed food source. It's a mm. should be guaranteed, but it's not. So I I'm more just curious because I don't want to see. We kind of touched on this before. I don't want to see players who just kind of sit around camp doing nothing because they have no energy because they haven't eaten anything in the last two and a half weeks or whatever it turns out to be before these, these poor people get to eat again. So I don't know. More just kind of yeah. talking on my butt here, but I just want well, to know how that exactly works. Maybe they are eating and they're just not showing it. I I don't know. I mean, Nasir was knocking stuff out of the tree and like, I, I'm guessing the other tribes are kind of being resourceful, but yeah, I mean, I, I know, I guess I don't know. I'm pretty sure you can go longer without food and without water. Oh, and, for sure. And yeah. like, strictly speaking, I think you can go a while without food. Yep. But again, I don't know how far they want to or should push it. Not even just from a health standpoint, but and obviously that's an important part too. But again, from a show standpoint and a putting out a good product standpoint. Yeah, I don't know. We'll see how worried they are about that this year. Um, so far, not at all. <laughs> <laughs> the product or the food? Uh, you could argue either. Okay. You could okay. argue either. Um, and that's a... That's an that's an A plus pro segue into the beware advantage. <laughs> Big time <laughs> gassy fart. I hate this so much. All right, but before we get we'll get into what it actually is. Um, so this is the the advantage that we saw Jeff hiding um before the premiere last week. Uh, so Liana and Xander Yase are left alone at camp, so they decide to split up to look for the rest of the tribe, which whatever. Um, but Xander actually goes looking for an idol or other advantage. He finds the beware advantage. And it's got a note on it. If you take it, it's yours and you must do what it says. Otherwise leave it. Before we get into that, we'll play Jeff here. And what would you do? What would you do if, in Xander's Or I guess maybe not specifically in Xander's, but if you were to come across this beware advantage. Not knowing what it was ahead of time. Uh, I mean, we've, we both said and kind of talked ourselves into playing more aggressively on this, on this podcast, like, oh yeah, you're like, you're there. You don't want to be passive, but, uh, the wording of the, of the advantage just freaked me out. Yep. So I, I have to think that I would pass, but I can't say for sure. I would think I would pass under most circumstances, if I was like completely screwed, like if, if I was clearly the minority of a one in like a four to one tribe, then you're kind of, you know, firing blanks anyway, might as well do something. But under most circumstances, like neutral or positive circumstances, I don't think I would take it. One, it's called the beware advantage. It's telling you right in its name. Maybe think twice about this Two, It says, if you take it, it's yours and you must do what it says. So there's there's a cost for whatever this is. And yeah, you don't, it's, and, and you it's don't not, know what the advantage is. Right. And and it's not like it's not like you can play this at your leisure. This is like uh like you're not choosing to work this into your game. 
like this is part of your game whether you like it or not yes and there's just too much too much at risk there too much unknown it just sounds super sketchy um what i would love is if what they didn't show us was that all four people before xander had actually found this (laughs) and they just chose to put it back it's like hell no (laughs) <laughs> and then Xander comes along and picks it up. He's like, oh, yeah, yeah, I'm going to do this for sure. All right, so here, here's how, how this works. And once again, very poorly explained advantage because there are some serious questions as to how this works. I'm, I'm still very, very foggy on this. Okay, so it's a three-way shared immunity. Each beach has one of these. And in order for anyone to have power, the others must be found as well. And a secret phrase must be said at a challenge in front of all the other players. And the others must reply with their secret phrase. Only once all phrases have been said at the same challenge will the idols activate. And until then, you cannot vote. So there's three idols. I thought I thought it was a three-way shared idol at first when I was, you know, when they were reading the wording on it. Uh-huh. So I think that's where I got confused. But it's it's not a three-way shared idol. This is this is three idols. Yes. Yeah. So yes, so, so they worded it as shared immunity, which I guess makes sense, but maybe isn't exactly okay. true. Okay. So Oh boy. What do you think about this? It's well, I, first off, I can't even understand it. So it's I'm way too complicated. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I mean, on the surface, I don't like it in, uh, in execution. I didn't like it. So I can't imagine I'll end up liking it when it actually works. If it's going to work or pay off, it's going to be in spite of itself and not because of it. So Xander's secret phrase is, I truly believe that butterflies are dead relatives saying hi. And the other two, I couldn't quite catch the full thing as I was trying to write them down. Um, One of them starts off. I'm as confused as a goat and then something. And the third one was, I didn't realize something about blades of blades of grass. I think Uh, broccoli is tiny trees. Broccoli is tiny trees. Yes. So, they're also just clearly outing these people as having something. So we'll, we'll get to the challenge in a little bit or a second here, but I thought Xander, given what he had to say, did a pretty good job of working it in naturally, but it's still so ridiculous. Yeah. It's going to be super obvious that something is up with that. Yeah. Like Jeff, I, f- I wonder if Jeff is going to call on these people too uh, once he knows that they have them. It kind of seemed like that, but oh, yeah. I think, yeah. Um, I I think the editing was horrible too. And he said that and like the, they like paused and made sure that we all knew how awkward that was that he said it. Because all you had to do was hear it being said and you realize how awkward it was. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But it's like, thanks. I'm glad we spent eight seconds just letting that sink in. I'm pretty sure only only our, our buddy Vince from Worlds Apart could get away with saying that and not or coach and not have it be like, what the hell is this guy talking about? Like obviously yeah. something's up with that. Yeah. And, and as it gets repeated, I mean that's that's the thing. Maybe you'd say it once and people don't catch on, like, oh, that was weird, but whatever. But when you say it again and again, likely at multiple challenges it's going to be so obvious that he that he has something it's just it's just putting a huge target on their back even if people don't know what they have they know they have something yeah i well i want to talk about how xander executed this too because like what's i mean to me it was so stupid to tell everyone that you have this like they they're all gonna know now 
if the other phrases get said because they've seen the phrases. At least Evie has. Who else was with him? Uh, Liana. Yeah, so they're all going to know, I guess. Or, no, no. Voce? Or they all, was everyone but Tiffany? I think it was them? Voce. I think it was Voce. Um, yeah, like they're, they're all going to know that he has an idol and they're all going to know who has the other idols. Like, whereas if Xander just kept it to himself, they'd know something was up. But if you're Xander, you're the only one that knows you have an idol. You're the only one who knows the other two people have idols. I mean, I don't know if it would have been better if someone smarter found it or (laughs) if this was like kind of what they wanted to have happen. So I I think so he he trusted Voce for sure. So it makes sense that he would tell him. And from what we've seen and what we've heard from Evie, she's kind of put herself in the middle there. So he by own by her own words, at least he did trust her a lot as well. So I can see why he would tell them, but he was like eagerly looking for the opportunity to tell them. It's not like they were right there with him when he found it and he had no choice. It seemed like he was actively seeking them out specifically to reveal that. Yeah. You just wonder, we, we talked about this with like Tony and his extortion uh, thing from winners at war. He was the perfect person to, to have that. I guess penalty assigned to him, but here, like I, I wonder what would have happened if Voce got it or if Evie got it. I think, I think Voce would have at most told Xander, and I think Evie, maybe Tiffany and Leanna, but maybe nobody. Yeah, she she seems. We'll talk about one of her decisions later on but she seems to have a pretty good head for the game yeah i think so, so i i think she would have been even if she ended up telling people i think she would have been a little more discerning with it yeah can't i can't say it was uh, one of the more strategic moves i've seen so far no um but a few other things they're putting way too many votes at risk and just sort of taking them away who knows when xander can even vote again yeah. <laughs> what if what if every other player finds that beware advantage and just leaves it? No one ever takes it. Xander yeah. just cannot vote. That I was gonna I was gonna bring that up too. Um it, I mean, again, it's just... they're pro- I'm sure they're playing the odds that it's not gonna happen, but in the realm of possibility, that exists. Or maybe he can't vote for four tribals. And what what if if they're still gonna do this? Um, people go on a journey together, make a decision, and then go back to camp. Votes are going to be a risk there. We're we're headed. It it feels like we're headed towards a tribal at some point, where there's going to be like five people, and only two or three of them can can even vote. Not good. Not good. And that's real bad. And maybe I'm still a little triggered from the Australian season that just finished because that was super twist and advantage heavy specifically at some points with how many votes could be cast at tribal councils. I don't want to get into it. It was terrible, but this season, again, it's only two weeks in three hours in, but as of right now, this season is not great. No, I fear there's more. They're getting so twist heavy when I mean, if you look at the the seasons that are typically praised by by fans, Kagayan, David versus Goliath, Second Chance, Heroes versus Villains, Pearl Islands. One thing they all have in common is a great cast. If you just let the cast play the game, and you and and casting and production did their job and and put a good cast together, the season's going to be good. And then if a few little fun twists get sprinkled in, that can add to it. But a bad twist can hurt a season way more, I feel like, than a good twist can help a season. Well, I think you're right, because one of my favorite casts they've ever put together was Edge of Extinction. I think that is a super, super underrated cast. 
Um, if you just look up and down, I mean, first off, you have the four returners. So David, Joe, Wentworth, and Aubrey, um, all solid. And then you've got Devins, you got Wardog, um, you got like Julia, who I think made some outrageous moves, <laughs> didn't necessarily work, but uh, she was definitely playing. You got Victoria. I mean, like this, like Ron had his moments too. He was, he was pretty great. And uh, at the end of the game, you, it, it's, it's just all not worth it. Exactly. That's, that's a great point. I hadn't even considered, I just hate the edge so much that I, I feel like I'm just like blind and Reem too. Oh, can't forget Reem. Yeah. That, that's, that's a really, really good example and good point there. And it's just, you don't need twist after twist after twist to make a good season. And when you're constantly risking people's votes as a twist, it's, it's not just here's an extra vote or here's an idol or here's a super idol or a tribal council immunity or whatever Jeremy had that was called or the 50, 50 coin. It's not just those it's you're messing with the vote and in small tribes, especially as the, they're just getting smaller. <laughs> like yeah. what, what if Yase loses again next week? Yeah. They have three Z- votes. Xander, Xander maybe can't vote. One of them is going on that dumb journey again. What if they don't, what if Tiffany doesn't, think it through and risks her vote they have two people who can vote yeah going to fire we're going to fire before uh before any tribe swaths emerge i mean it's there's still plenty of time to save itself but i i'm not sure i see it happening i, I don't want to be so pessimistic and <sighs> the, the 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 thing is i still think this is a overall a strong cast so if they're going to succeed in spite of the twists and all this nonsense, it's going to be because eventually at some point the characters will have a chance to shine and maybe that won't come, won't come to the merge and we just have one tribe to focus on, but it feels like there's a long road ahead for this season. Yeah, I, I agree. And even though it's, you know, I think we agree it's a good cast, but you have the three tribe thing too. And early on, that's the cast is kind of neutralized by how little attention you can really pay to everyone. Yeah, especially with the with Luvu, we've barely seen anything from them. I couldn't even tell you who's on it. Well, Deshaun, Nasir, and Sydney. Yeah, and two other people. Yeah, Danny, three, Danny, who didn't even see tonight. I don't think. I don't, yeah, I think you're right. Um. Oh my gosh, who even is on? There's four. There's two more. Uh, Heather? Sure. Heather. Heather. Yep, Heather and well, someone else. This is a problem. Okay. Yes, that's that's a problem. If two two weeks in, three hours in, and full preseason interviews, blanking already on on tribe people. But whatever. Um wh- one other thing with the beware advantage. What would have happened if Xander was voted out? Uh, maybe that's why the show didn't explain it to us is because they knew he wasn't going anywhere right away. What what I want to do, and you can't watch it back right away on, on the Paramount Plus, is go back and try to read the, the, um, the parchment that he had with it to see if it explained further what happens. Like if you get voted out, you must will this to somebody, that type of thing. But then let's say that you do will it. If I get voted out, I will it to you. Then you just don't have a vote. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> or do they rehide it? And then someone else has to find it. What happens to the other people if they've already found it? Yeah. Yeah. There's just so many questions that you focus on the functionality of this quote unquote advantage that it distracts you from what's actually happening in the game and how it can be used because you want to know how it affects other things when a b or c happens with it yeah that's a man you got me thinking now about what would happen if the one person who found it and said the word got voted out and then the other two found it and tried to make it happen i don't know 
and and what if what if let let's just say just for argument's sake, we'll speculate more on things you don't have the answers to. Let's say Deshaun, just for whatever reason, found his at Lubu. Xander does his response. Deshaun does his phrase. Xander gets voted out. Does Deshaun's phrase like count still? I mean, I, no, I mean, it, I mean it he does. actually he actually has to say, "Come on in, guys." Then. <laughs> Like it, so Deshaun is just in that scenario. Would he just be starting? Would he be starting over at one of three or to stay at two of three? Let's, yeah, let's not even, let's not even go there. Yeah. And, and then I guess the other thing is this how idols work this season? Are there going to be regular idols or is this, is this it? Oh, no. Which no, I mean, which, there's three. Yeah, there's got to be a merge. There's got to be which, a merge. Which, items, on the so. one hand, if that's all they are, that means there's only three in the game, which I kind of like. But I hate how they're. Being <laughs> but I found hate everything or else. Or how they're being activated. It. Yes, I like the number, but that's about it. <laughs> yeah, I think they they've got to do on post merge. They there has to be a merge idol, but and hopefully that one's just a regular. Then then you're getting down though, to. There's four idols in the game. And but what I'm wondering here with, with the beware advantage, because of how it was found slash activated, once it's used, wouldn't I'm imagining it would just be out of the game. It wouldn't be like re-hidden as a regular idol or it wouldn't reset the beware advantage. That would be super dumb if it did that. Ugh. I feel like it, it just has to be out of the game. Yeah, you're my brain's hurting a little bit. Fair enough. All right. With that, then we'll just head on to the immunity challenge. Ugh. Um, so Xander does his does his phrase and Jeff lingered the appropriate amount of time, apparently, on how dumb and awkward it was. So we have that to look forward to for the next few weeks. Now, if he's smart though, now that he says said his hopefully he'll wait for other players to start yeah but we'll see definitely what now here's the thing i know some people are going to get a huge kick out of how awkward and uncomfortable that is from him doing his phrase and then then how do you do the response and make it not sound completely idiotic but i know i'm gonna hate every second of it yeah yep it's it's one of those like forced moments. Like there's there's certain things that happen naturally that are really funny because mm-hmm. of a position that you put someone in. But this is again like, Tony and the extortion. Yeah. It, yeah, it was a dumb twist, but you let him work it, and it turned it and it turned out great. Yeah, this is like all of this has to happen at the same time, and we're even telling you what you have to say. So it's it's not even it's not even funny. It's just like. It's just honestly like a bad script. That's a great way to put it. Great way to put it. All right. So at the immunity challenge, classic water challenge, uh, one player swims out, dives down for a key. Once they have the key, two others race across obstacles. When all three get to the end, the remaining players unlock the pieces to a puzzle to solve. Um, Playing for two tribes to win immunity. So back to the normal, just one Travel Council plus reward. First uh, team to finish gets some fishing gear. Second gets a smaller fishing kit. Third gets Tribal Council and kicked while they're down and by losing their flint again. Um, Ua and Lubu kind of they run through it pretty pretty easily. Tiffany struggles mightily on the obstacles, particularly on the was it the balance beam. Um, giving Uwa and Luvu a huge head start. And they they eventually finished first, Luvu first, Uwa second. Um, Uwa briefly got stuck. You thought that maybe there's a chance for a nice big comeback, but it was not to be. And so Luvu and Uwa, and Uwa finished first and second for immunity and reward. Then we get another go on a journey together um, opportunity. So Luvu gets to choose one one player from Yase. They choose Evi, and then one player from either of the other two tribes to, like, the, so their tribe or Ua to go 
on this mysterious journey and Deshaun volunteers. What do you think of, of him volunteering? I, I'm not sure it's the smartest move on his part. Uh, like you kind of know what you're getting into. If you heard correctly from the people who did it last time, but I mean, at the same time, everyone knows what's going on and they know that you're doing it. So mm-hmm. yeah, not, not something I would have done, but I, I will say that the, this journey is going to be the biggest waste of time. Every episode that they do. Yes. Um, quick, Erica, that's who we forgot on, on Lubu. Someone oh, who, she was someone one of my who, winner picks. Too. Someone who we were both very high on. This season. <laughs> Uh, not great on our part we'll take we'll take the fall for that well i mean i'm not gonna say that's all on us yeah she was just on a worse tribe she get more she, airtime well and and plus i mean they got to tell us who this is we we got to know who's there this is fair um i i'm a little more optimistic on the journeys i probably lean towards your your angle but the thing i like about it is that it's kind of like an exile island type twist without keeping somebody immune from the vote. That if you think about um, Panama Exile Island season, you get two two players to go off, and you get some you get some co co mingling with other tribe members. You know there's some sort of idol or advantage there, and they come back. So they still have to work that from the social aspect, but then they're still vulnerable at the vote that they can vote and be voted for. Um, but it, but if it's going to be the same thing every exactly. time, exactly. Yep. Then, then I'm not sure, especially if it's, if it's just the, the risk or protect your vote every single time. It, yeah. like you said, it's going to, it's going to be monotonous and just repetitive and it's going to lose a lot of the the luster and intrigue pretty quick if it well, hasn't been ready for some. The main things that bothered me are that first off, I mean, are they going to tell us every time how grueling this is? I mean, we get it. We, we don't need the commentary again on that. We, we realize it. True. Second, like this is it, to me, it seemed like a disproportionate amount of time was spent just watching them walk. Like, I don't, I don't need, uh, tell me what they do. Tell me what decision they make. If there's a couple things that, you know, they set up for the future, that's fine. But I, I just, I don't need that much time spent paying attention to this. This is true. Especially when there's, there's no like little details to pick up on. Like even the wording of the sign was exactly the same. Yeah. And, and if if you didn't catch it or we didn't catch it the first time, it's now very obvious where it's get to know one another. It's so you know what choice they will make. So you can then make the appropriate corresponding choice for yourself. Um, and in this case, might as well just jump to the journey since we're there. Um, Evie just straight up tells Desha- or Deshaun that she can't risk her vote, so she's going to protect it. So he might as well choose the risk to gain an extra vote with no, no worry about it. Um, and I think Evie went into this with, I think the correct mindset that it sucks being away from your tribe at a crucial moment, but she does feel pretty secure with her Tiffany and Liana Alliance, which is, which gives them the majority. And given how terrible they've been in tri- in challenges, if they, if they go to a swap or a merge with few people, she's going to need people on the other side to connect with when they get to that point. So I, I thought she had the, the, the right mindset for how to approach the, that journey. Yeah. They seem to be pretty solid. Um, her and Deshaun both went in, you know, very open to at least forming a, a connection that could be used later. But um, yeah, I think it didn't really surprise with him volunteering to do that. It didn't really surprise me that that's what ended up happening. And with Evie seeming like kind of a savvy player, like, yeah, again, as, as expected, which is why I was like, okay, let's, let's move on here. Yep. 
and then kind of the 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 bigger news for that portion um evie does reveal the beware advantage to deshaun and kind of how idols work for the season or how they believe them to work and she had this quote which i really like um i'll reveal some things but mostly other people's secrets yeah i like yeah. that when you when you can reveal valuable information that isn't your stuff you got to be careful you don't want to be seen as someone who can't be trusted and you don't want to reveal something that can come back to bite you later on so like Xander's extra vote could come back to bite you you know if if she gets forced to be in alliance with Xander due to circumstances later on and they know he has an extra vote they can kind of prepare against it but just from a entertainment standpoint especially in an episode that was lacking that was definitely a, a high point yeah i like the quote but i don't i don't agree with the statement i think there's i think there can be a lot more gained by you holding the secret of someone else where you are the only person that knows that yeah in, unless unless she just doesn't view her and xander's having any working relationship going forward that still she, though if she burns I mean, that bridge again just kind of speculating here but I, I don't even think it's about burning bridges i just think it's about like yeah who cares if if the bridge is burned or not you you are the only one that knows this that's that's what i'm more focused on that's fair it, it's more about setting yourself up rather than ruining someone else's game what good is it going to do me to ruin your game if everyone is in on the one secret that i had in, unless she saw it as a way to, I mean, this maybe is sticking too far ahead, but as a way to kind of foster that potential partnership with Deshaun down the road. Yeah, she that, seemed like she was just going to say everything. True. Yeah, she pretty much told but, everything that was going on with her tribe. But I, I wonder if if she had met with someone who, who she didn't seem to like vibe with as well, if she maybe would have held it back a little bit, that if... She, she only said it because she felt so comfortable with him. Yeah, I, I don't get that impression from her. I think that I think that she did a good job of uh, making him think that she wanted to maybe work with him down the road. But I think more than anything, that's that's just like keeping her options open. Mm -hmm. That's fair. That's fair. Either way, I, I, I think I've been I've been pleasantly surprised by Abby through two episodes yeah we'll we'll see we know the argument she's going to go to at uh, final tribal she just revealed that this episode so that have that to look forward to well we'll see what happens if we get that <laughs> um so then back back at yase before tribal tiffany feels bad about her challenge performance blah 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 but she feels safe with her alliance um and tiffany was definitely a high point this week i 100 percent. yeah when when um when liana said that david wanted to vote her she got just incensed oh i can't believe that jerk said my name it's like clearly if anyone's gonna be focused on tribe strength you are the one they're gonna focus on yeah you you, you can believe he said your name well i love that she was like yeah i think i may have cost this a couple minutes yeah. Okay. In a challenge in challenges when like literally a couple seconds can be the side effect, <laughs> a couple minutes is an, is an eternity. Yep. Yep. Um my and, my favorite part. Sorry, go I ahead. I say a couple minutes literally is what we saw on the screen. And so if that's what we saw, it would have to be way more than just a couple minutes. Yeah. Oof. Not not great. My favorite part though is like, yeah, she freaked out when she realized that someone is coming after her, but uh, I love that Evie pretty much they just showed a minute straight of her catching Tiffany up on the game like <laughs> like oh yeah this happened Re remember this and oh you didn't know about this okay yep and and she's like oh yeah yeah it's like they because they clearly told her about the beware advantage but either they didn't tell her everything or she just didn't pay attention because she could not get it through her head that Xander could not play an idol because he had no idol to play. Yeah. And that they knew that with 100% certainty. And that he also can't vote. And that he also can't vote. Because she, because so, so Tiffany wanted to switch the vote to Voce. One, because 
he wanted her out. So she wants him out. And two, because she was still worried about Xander playing an idol. And it took three or four reassurances before Abby literally said, dude, I read the note. <laughs> Just, oh. <Yep. laughs> the other great part was how she kept talking about Xander's phrase about the butterflies, but she kept calling them purple butterflies. <laughs> and nobody but Tiffany in this episode said the word purple at any point in time. And she said it six, seven times. Uh, Xander and his purple butterflies. I mean, just just incredible. Yep. I don't know, based on the performance here, that she can string together a winning game. But my God, is she going to be fun to watch? Yeah, I she was making me uncomfortable with uh, with Liana. Like she was she was like hostile about getting her to vote for who she wanted to vote for. It's like, look, you're not really in a position here to be telling anyone who to vote for. Like you, you need to make sure it's not you. Yes. Like we are on your side right now, but if you make it so we're not on your side, you are the vote. That, that was, uh, she almost pulled a Lucina from Kagayan. <laughs> but with much less strategic points in mind yeah yeah it was like a no it was like a no upside lacina <laughs> um so yeah they basically so they originally wanted xander um you know they see how hard he's playing they just kind of want to get get rid of the risk of an idol even out of the game um but ultimately i don't know if it was just tiffany or what the reasoning was I don't know, maybe I missed something, but they did they did switch switch the vote to um to Voce, sending him home in a three to one vote. Did you catch anything aside from Tiffany just wanting Voce out that would have caused them to swing the vote? No, that was surprising. Yeah, I uh I mean, yeah, maybe it's a time constraint thing, but I don't remember them at any point. I don't remember that becoming like a serious consideration. So my my thinking there was it looked like they shut the door on Xander's idol correctly. So obviously my thinking there is that they've got a strong alliance. It's going to be Voce and Xander the next two votes, assuming that they go to tribal again with this group. And maybe they just wanted to appease Tiffany that it didn't really matter to them. If it went Xander Voce or Voce Xander, and maybe they figured that the chances that, Maybe there's assuming they're going to lose another another challenge and that the chances of Xander getting his idol in that time are pretty low. That it was a calculated risk they're willing to take. Yeah. And knowing that that if he doesn't get his idol, he's he can't vote. So it's just those three working together. He he had to swing. Two people of those three. Yeah. Yeah. I mean. Not not a bad decision, but just weird that we didn't get much more information than that. Yeah, I, I still think, unless it was just Tiffany was so dead set on voting Voce, I, would, I think I would have gone for Xander. What do you think? I think so, too. I mean, if you know that he potentially has an idle waiting and no vote, I mean, what are you, what are you waiting for? I mean, because it's kind of, he has the potential idol, which is a threat, but if he has no vote, means he has no idol, which means he's 0% a threat to you if you go to tribal again. So I don't know if they just kind of played the odds and thought the chances are better that he would again have no idol and no vote, and then it's, there's literally nothing to worry about. Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, I don't know. After After he said his phrase at the challenge and nobody responds. I still feel like it becomes infinitely more likely that it happens the next time. Cause everyone's kind of in on it with, with both phrases being said, or just one with, with everyone getting on the same page about that. True. So just don't, don't even give it a shot. Yeah, that, and that, that would have been my thinking is that if you know, 
like like we said, if you know he can get an idol, but he doesn't have it yet, just cut that out. It, again, unless there was something in the note that said he would he can give it to somebody that we just didn't see, and then if he gives it to Voce, it's same end result. Yeah. But again, one thing I just thought of, if, oh man, this would be so dumb. If you do get to will it to somebody, maybe they, maybe they need to accept it. I don't know. But then Xander says the dumb thing. Then Voce, theoretically, would have to have said the same thing himself. And you've got two different people saying the same ridiculous phrase. Oh man, I hate this so much. Talk, Jared. talk about forcing it. I hate this so much. And that's probably not even how it works. It's probably something stupider than that, to be honest. <laughs> now you're now you're in my mindset. I oh man. Oh, Jared. This dark place. I was so excited for for Survivor to be back. And honestly, thinking back on the premiere. I probably liked it more because Survivor was back. Yeah, that, I I don't I don't regret saying some nice things about it. But no, I think overall it was still more more good than bad. But I I think I just blinded myself to some of the potential pitfalls that are now just slapping us in the face this episode. Well, uh, by the way, one thing that we really liked last week: what happened to the home flashbacks? There were there was a couple. Well, Nasir got one. Nasir and Deshaun got a short one. Okay. Yeah, that's okay. No. Yeah, I'm not keeping track of who has or has not gotten one. Mostly because I, I don't want to like cloud my view of oh, Danny hasn't gotten his, so he's gonna be safe tonight type of deal. But then yeah. Abraham didn't get one and he was voted out first. Well, that's Danny McCray. He doesn't need one. We all know who, who <laughs> Danny McCray is. NFL superstar, LSU yeah. walk on. Yeah. Who stopped playing football after college. Remember that better than a recreational runner though. <laughs> Very true. Um, so yeah, that'd be inter- interesting to keep an eye on. I took basically now for that, wondering if they will keep it going at all after everyone has their initial intro package, if you, if you will, or if it's just going to stop once everyone has theirs, then it's done with it. I think they'll probably be done. I don't think it's going to be a lost situation. <laughs> Each episode is just this the Sydney flashback episode, then the then the Eric flashback. As, yeah. As much as I'd love that, I, I don't think they have the time. No. Paramount Plus extras though, Jared. Plenty of time there. I'll get all on the it. time all the time in the world. Literally. I got the subscription, no commercials. Um I mean, that was kind of it for the episode. I don't know if you have anything <laughs> any, exactly. I don't know if you have anything else to add about episode two here. Uh, Jeff couldn't even talk. Yeah, Jeff's voice. Did you catch any hint of that last week? Not really, but on the preview for the next week, it still sounded like he was fighting something. I mean, when you think about it, I'm surprised this hasn't happened more. I mean, you're on air for 20 years and you're constantly yelling and shouting. You're, I mean, tribal councils can go for hours. He's probably talking to I mean, it's mostly the player, but he's probably talking a decent amount there. He's explaining the challenges to them. He's out in the heat. I'm surprised that he's he's stuck around here, held up as well as he has. Yeah. Great job, Jeff. Well, you're here for us. You're here for us. <laughs> is he though? Is he, here, <laughs> is he here for the fans this season? I'm not. I don't, I'm not sure. Yeah, jury's still out. All right. Well, since the episode was kind of a dud. Um, Let's maybe look ahead to next week. So if Yase goes to goes to tribal, unless Xander can get his idol, it's pretty much a done deal. Maybe he can swing it to Tiffany. Maybe. But yep. I'd be I'd be surprised if anybody but Xander goes, barring something ridiculous happening or a huge blow up or something like that, which it's Survivor, who knows? Um for what do you think for Ua? The, the green tribe. I would say Brad probably. Yeah, that seems to be the most likely. He's a little unpredictable, uh, although he said that JD was, but I, yeah, that's, I don't know about that tribe now that I think about it because that was, uh, 
that was the genie random Ricard vote too. Yep. So, uh, wow. My, I don't even know if I have a guess for them. I think Shannon and Ricard are probably safe. Genie's probably safe. I think, I think it would be between, um, Ricard and not Ricard. I'm sorry. Um, Brad and JD, I think it'd be Brad, but if so, JD, I mean, obviously we saw very little of that tribe this week, but JD definitely reined it in a bit more this week than he did in the premiere. If premier JD is closer to actual JD, I think he's in big trouble. But if this week's JD is closer to how he actually is, I think he's probably, in a, he's in a much better spot. Yeah, I the one thing that you mentioned is that Shan is safe, and that's really all that matters. True. Um, that honestly, we, <laughs> honestly, that's really all that matters. As long as Shan never gets a vote until they vote for her to win, then um, then I'm good. Yeah, we saw probably like half a minute of Shan tonight, and I'm probably biased, but she really seems to know what she's doing. Yeah, like a scary amount, which which probably <laughs> means she has no chance to win. Yeah, if we're being honest, but but she is killing it. I do want to mention, um, who was it? I think it was, um, someone was tweeting, and ba- it was basically something about how how Shan is is awesome. Oh, it was Stephen Fishback. Interesting that in the storyline of Brad Spy Shack looking at JD and Ricard, it's Shan who is completely uninvolved who gets shown as the camp strategist. That's what we call a hashtag winners edit. Okay. Okay. And, I mean, again, she's coming out, coming hot out of the gates and, but maybe might be a little too good to be true in terms of winning the game, but we'll see fingers crossed. Yep. And we've seen people like, like Wendell who everyone, everyone pinpointed from day, day zero was going to be the winner. And then he, then he did Tommy and Island of the idols tons of people picked him before the game as their winner so occasionally it does happen but we'll see if someone who seems to be such a presumptive favorite can pull it out well, I don't so. know. yeah i don't know if it was before the premiere i mean i just judging from a little fantasy survivor game they they tell you how many votes each person has or, or what percentage of the population has picked each person to win and um shan was not high Really? Is that the one we're doing? Yeah. Do you have it up right now? No. All right. Let me pull that up. And I do want to take a look at that. Um, and while I'm getting that, what about Luvu? I know we've seen very little of them. Could be hard to put an accurate pin in who might be at risk. But if they finally lose a challenge next week, any inclination as to who... Might be at risk. Heather, yep. Yep, definitely Heather. The tribe mom, that could be it. That's it. I mean, I, I guess I don't know how how much they've all bonded with her, but just on the surface, uh, seems seems like she fits the profile. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. Um, I can't see Erica. Nasir... If Nasir stays yeah. where he's at, he seems yeah. to kind of be on that on that borderline tipping point where people see him as valuable and helpful. They really can't eat without him. Maybe this is the season where that actually helps. But if he seems to be too knowledgeable about how to survive and thrive out there, maybe they do to say get rid of the thr- the big thrust right away. And he's got a winning final tribal council speech already, which he already gave on the boat. Um, he's just a lot of energy too, though. And I think yeah. that like, it's a lot of nervous energy. So, well, but yeah, nervous, I, but... I think, um, I do think Heather would be maybe just by default would be the likeliest one to go. Well, that, yeah, that's us making a guess with, uh, no insight into anything that's happening over there. Yeah. We've seen seven minutes of their of their camp life and four of them was danny and deshaun carrying water (laughs) (laughs) and the other three were nasir throwing sticks at coconuts two and a half was that the other 
30 seconds with Sydney just saying hilarious stuff. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Um but yeah, that is episode 2 and I don't want to be a downer. I we love we love we love this show. So I'm I'm still holding out hope that the season can turn it around, but after I kind of judge the, the premiere episodes differently because there's all this energy. It's a new season. Things are moving fast. Episodes kind of two and three are typically maybe where kind of sense where the season's going as a whole. So I think next week is going to be big. If next week is another downer, I think we're in for a, a long season 41. But if it, if it turns things around, then I think that we'll have hope again. Well, I'm, I don't want to be a downer either, but uh, just keep in mind these were filmed back to back and I'm guessing a lot of the same, uh, a lot of the same uh, points will be referenced in 41 and 42. Oh, Jared, I hadn't even thought of that. And you're completely right. It takes them a full (laughs) cycle to kind of recalibrate. Yep. Yep. Pretend I didn't say it too late. It's on the podcast. It's it's in the in the world forever now. Okay. All right. Well, that was episode two. We're back next week for episode three. Um, find us on Apple, Spotify, Stitcher, anywhere you listen. We are there. Just find us on Twitter at Llama Talk Pod, on Instagram at Talking Llama Pod. And for Jared Sundin, this is Matt Hambage. We'll see you next time for another Scoop of the Crispy.